and um, haven't looked at what the church of God is to understand the perspective of God himself about his church and the assignment of shepherds so that we can be more efficient in our delivery. Then we looked into the reality or practicality of really starting a church from nowhere and from nobody and all the intricacies that are involved in it and what Jesus taught us to be concerned about. Now, how once come to the place where we understood better how you know, a church should be planted and all the demands that goes with it, then we looked into really developing the contents of the church, which is building a healthy church. Having talked about building a healthy church, we discovered that church has two sides to it, the spiritual and the administrative. And uh, at this time, I'll be concentrating on church structure and governance. And of course, after this, we will have some questions. Now, we spoke the last time on the practicality of church planting. When you say church planting, or God is sending me and stuff, when you get to the ground, what is waiting for you? Inability of many to understand that and the launch into church planting has amounted to sometime wasting the resources of the church because they were not really prepared. It has amounted to some people sent out, come back frustrated. It has amounted sometimes to a scoff or a, uh, uh, you know, disagreement or a, 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 a quarrel between the sending church or on the person sent and a lot of complications. But I'm very sure that um, having looked at, you know, what really entails on ground where we go, we understand that Jesus revealed to us um, in the book of Matthew, let me get that back to you. So the Lord revealed to us in the book of um, Luke, really, 14:28, When Jesus was speaking about when a man wants to build a tower, he must first sit down and count the costs. And we saw how extensive the implication of what he was saying. One of counting the costs is church structure and governance. Church structure and governance. In talking about structure, structure and governance, I want to read a dictum or a statement of Martin Luther King Jr. He said, Nothing in this world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. When I read about this, I took a pause in my life to really rethink. And I saw that this man is just talking sense from God. A good number of us have worked on the path of this danger. We are sincerely ignorant. We launch into things we are totally ignorant about. And we consciously decide to be stupid. Because if you are going into any venture, common sense tells us to be educated about what we are going to do. Or be informed about what we are going to do. A good number of people take over pastorship and go into church planting without really understanding what they are going to do. And without really equipping themselves. In the last lecture, one of the things I told us is that, look, 
Jesus said that look that we should sit down and count the cost. And in counting the cost, you want to count the cost of yourself first. As the role of a minister is to um, uh, uh, oversee the church. But then the Bible tells us that the minister should uh, take care of the church, take care of himself and then the church. Alright? I will recognize that ministers don't look at themselves, but they look at the church. And in not looking at yourself, you jump into things that you are not really equipped for. Now, I believe very much that one of the things, one of the major uh, um, cancer in the church of God today is the cancer of false doctrine. And I looked at the statement of Martin Luther that this is the greatest dilemma of the current day church because many of us are sincerely ignorant and consciously we made ourselves to be because we refuse the knowledge of the word of God. Now our decision here is that we will not any longer, if there was at all, decide to be ignorant. Because the Bible says several times, do not be ignorant of this, do not be ignorant of that. And we will make up our mind that we will be conscious when it comes to the things of God or anything of our life. Don't jump into any venture in life without your full consciousness. Because one can be sincere and be sincerely ignorant and one can be conscientiously stupid. This hasn't got to do with church only. It has to do with every decision. Somebody is doing this business, I jump into it. Oh, it makes money, let me go for it. Somebody just came to you, that come and invest this money into this, you make this money, go into it. Believers must not be victims of conscientious stupidity. According to Brother Martin Luther King, of course he said that that is the most dangerous thing I believe, with, I believe that it is also. Therefore, I once said that there are two sections of the church, the spiritual and the administrative. Both of them are governed by structures. In any activity that involves more than a party, there's an issue of governance. In any agreement between two parties or more, there's an issue of governance. Well, in running any organization, if the governance is not correct, you put yourself under stress. So in looking at church structure, of course too, for governance to operate, there must be a proper structure. The first thing I want us to take into our heart is this. Good church structure and governance are the first priority of a growing church. If the structure is good and the governance is bad, then you will have confusion because there is no definition of purpose. There are offices, 
But those officers haven't got any definition. They do not know their duty of care. They do not know their responsibilities. Likewise, a bad structure with a good approach of governance will produce stress. Because you are putting a lot of theories that govern and those theories have no structure to operate through. The purpose of this lecture, therefore, or the purpose of good governance, is to introduce sanity into any practice. It helps us understand limits and boundaries within which we are allowed to operate, enhancing interpersonal operation or interdepartmental operation so that each individual operant, every effort they are putting into the organization will have a cumulative effect. And this, when, anytime I teach about governance issue, I wish I'm talking to Nigerian, I mean, African leaders, not necessarily Nigerian leaders, but African leaders, especially, of course, Nigeria, being so richly blessed with everything except good governance. So, what is governance then? I think this is one of the most confusing areas to be defined by intellectuals. When I went to do, when I was doing the uh, company law, and we came to governance, what my lecturer said is that there is no definition for governance. But the consensus globally from the effect of what governance could be or, you know, people's expression on governance and the application of the word governance. We can, we can define that governance is a process. It's not the act of doing something, but it is a process by which a governing body ensures that an organization is effectively and properly running. It is not necessarily doing it, but it is a machinery that is put in place so that your structure can, can work and can achieve the aims. Now, having said this, we begin to look at, for church, is a complicated organization. Because you have the spiritual arm that must be duly run and effectively run, or else you pastor will labor and labor and fast and pray and read and study and speak and preach your intestine out to a people that will look like obstinate. In the real sense, they are not obstinate. But it's because you speak, you teach, you groom, you develop, there's no platform for them to manifest. There is no correlation between all your operands. You have structure, but your structure have no, no life. I could say, it doesn't have a mind to operate. Because it is good governance that will become the mind of 
an operating structure. The same way we have churches that anybody just do what they like. At the door when you come in, anybody just walk in, nobody says hello to somebody, nobody responsible to welcome somebody in at the door. And people can just walk into the service and when they are walking in, everybody is going all over the whole place and a new person, a stranger came into your service looking for attention. Nobody even recognized that he walked in because there is no structure in the church. Nobody is assigned to do those stuff. And the person wonders about and finds out that, well, if this is how these people are, I think I'm better, um, you know, <laughs> I think these guys can handle me. And he moves out. Because he's a disciplined person, they can look at you and evaluate who you really are by what you've seen on, on ground. I don't want to be a party to people who do not know what they're doing. And many churches lost potential good people by this. Therefore, the church, because the church will have, you know, structures and in structure you have hierarchies. I think we can say that there are two aspects to church governance. You have the primary governance. And you have the secondary governance. The primary governance is the responsibilities of trustees and administrators. That involves setting policies. It involves defining long-term strategies to achieving the goals of your church. Number three. It involves establishing and monitoring the core values of your organization. Four major areas of primary governance. Number one, setting policies. Number two, defining long-term strategies to achieving the goals of the church. That is, the church must have a short-term goal, long-term goal. What do you want to be in five years? What do you want to get to in 10 years? What do you want to get to in 7 years or 15 years? Alright? Recognizing that the destiny of the people under you are in your hands. What people do you want to see in 22 years, in 50 years? I have planned for my departure and 150 years after I have gone. I announced this to the church from the beginning. That I made, a, I made a vow to the Lord, I will raise five generations after me, and I will commission them before I depart. And when I say five generations, I mean generation, a generation is ten years. So I have to raise people who are 50 years younger than me, 40 years younger, 30 years younger, 20 years younger, 10 years younger, and those who are my contemporaries. So that when my fourth generation of 10 years younger than me are all gone, those who are 20 years younger than me, they will take the, the baton and run. And all the generation, I vow that they will function when I'm still alive. So that I am confident that when I die, my vision does not go to the graves. I have achieved it. I have achieved it. I'm going to give you analysis of this. And I'm going to help you understand how I achieved this. 
In the days when I was working all this out, I didn't have the intellectual knowledge that I have today. I only followed the Bible, the life of Jesus Christ. And I read the book of Revelation and I asked myself, the seven churches in Asia Minor, why did they die? I asked myself, there are many pioneers in Nigeria. When they die, their work perish. Why? Those that their work did not perish, the potency died. Why? Because I was born in such a system too. And I began to check and I found out why. Bad governance. The problem of Nigeria, let me just tell you this. And I wish Nigeria would listen to me. The earlier they listen, the better for the generations to come. The problem of Nigeria is not the government. It's the church. The day Pentecostal church in Nigeria turns around to what I'm telling you. It will not take Nigeria one year. They will be on the, on the, on the top of the map all over the world. Because the epidemic of Nigeria begins from the church. Church is like the object. The government of Nigeria is the mirror. Let me just talk about it because this is going to Nigeria. In the 60s, after the war, the church of God in Nigeria, 67, 68, 69, what we know about them is preacher of salvation and that's it. And the salvation they preach breed or it, it brought about a sanitized set of human beings who truly love God and they were the ones who rose to the ranks and files in government offices and I know a good number of them. So the moral standard of Nigeria was high because the church was holy. Nigeria continued like that till about um, 82. The dilemma of Nigeria started from the early 80s when the church began to speak about material things and they concentrated on materialism. As the church degraded, the government degraded. Because the church produced the government. And then, towards the end of 80s into 90s, the church entered into the mammonism, where money begins to become the language of success. And as that began, Nigerian leaders began to be fraudulent. Now, judgment has come to Nigeria from the government. And then he will go back to the church. For the government will judge the church. Because the degradation came from the church to the government. Then judgment started from the government. It will go to the church. Nigerians should know this. Let me talk to you further. When you die, stretch your hand and show me how much is in your hands. In your grave. So then. Let's talk about governance. Primary governance, setting policies, number one. And this applies to every aspect, either spiritual or non-spiritual. Number two, defining long-term strategies to achieve the goals of the, of the church. A pastor who does not have a long-term plan cannot live to see a long-term success. If all your plan is go to church today and then preach and dance, we have fun, you are 
piling sorrow. Because some people will be raised by God who will, who will do these things that God, you know, is doing. They don't know, God have planned for the end of the earth before he created the earth. And the prophets who came before us spoke about the end, the end, the end. What is that long time goal? If the spirit of prophet does not talk about just now, they talk about now, they talk about next, they talk about the end. And give us information now on how to reach the end. That is the prophets. If that is what they are, that is what God is. So a pastor who doesn't have a long time plan, he will reach his long term in regret and sorrow. Prayer will not help you on this man. It's obedience. So you must define your long time good. Jesus says if a man wants to bring a tower, he sits down and thinks and put it down. And write it down and plan it, not faith it. Do it. Walk. Sleepless nights bring success. It's not just anointing. Number three, you must, you know, establishing and monitoring the charity's core value. You must set up operations that can give you reports and you can that can help you monitor what you do. Look. In, in CFT Church, what I told, told my pastors is that have elders meeting once in a month. Leaders meeting. What are you doing in your leaders meeting? People come in and tell you what they have been doing. Report of what they are doing. Head of worship report. Head of choir report. Head of this report. And so you know where you are. If you give people instruction and you didn't check, check, have any method of checking them back in six months, they will be running very, very faithfully. But they have run in the wrong direction. Too far. Gone before your knowledge. It will cost you money, wealth, resources to remedy. It's like somebody that they set up a column to build a tower and the column at the footing was about one inch inclination, but there is no monitoring. We do that in construction and as the, the building is rising, the architects and the engineers folded their hands and then they, it, it rose. What will happen to you is that when you get to about... Um, uh, three meters high or four meters or five meters high, you will see your column will begin to incline. What that means is that if you put any load on it, it will crash and fall from that place. It will cost you more money. If you have allowed it to have gone up to the first level before you now recognize it, it costs you a lot of money because it will destroy the whole of your decking. It doesn't matter how much you, 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 you charge. Just to go back to that foundation and redig everything, before you now set it properly and then put the column correct. So whenever we are building, there is something we call vertical alignment that we must continue to check. That is what Jesus said. A man building house, count the cross. Good governance, you must have procedure in place that can report back to evaluate what you are doing on a weekly basis. What I'm telling you, if you, if those are every one of you here, you can pick up any of the leaders of the, of the, of the sections. They will tell you, there is nothing going on in CFT without my knowledge. Nothing. Nothing. I'm very proud to say that. Nothing. I've assigned people to do things. Okay? I let them run. And if one is not running well, I question that person. Okay? And when I question them, I want to know how much they know. In really doing what is assigned. And when I see that from my questioning, they don't really know. 
I tell them this is how this should be done. Get this information from here and there. Like this, this convention we are planning, we have groups set up for various operations with, a, with great determination, especially my media group. Very determined. Look, every year we have not been able to produce, in, you know, online, you know, or, you know, uh, on, on, on board um, demand. Like we finish meeting now, we want our DVD to be ready, our video to be ready instantly. Okay, we invested money about fifty something thousand to do to buy the uh, uh, multimedia operational uh, editing suite, but we have not maximized it. We have not used it to the full potential. Now in this convention, we want to make sure that everything we do. So they came. I've told all of them, all the department, they had their meetings, ushers, protocol, everybody, choir had their meeting, quite a time, and then check what do we not have? What do we have? Okay, we don't have this, we want to buy XYZ. How many of them decided that they want to buy XYZ? He reports on my table. Okay? All the demands report on my table. Why? I am the general mathematician who can say, that thing you want to buy, we don't have the money. That thing you want to buy, we have the money. So, when they report on my table, I don't have the, the figure of the account. I call the treasurer. Can you send to me now balances of all accounts? The treasurer sent me balance of all accounts. I look at the reports of the ushers, what they want to buy. I look at the acquire. I look at the media. I look at this and this and that and that. Then I can say to the choir that, look, you guys raise your money among yourself. I can say to the other, okay, I can get you this, 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 this. Plus, sometimes... They bring me materials and the cost they will buy it. Okay? And I go to my computer, Google. If I can find better quality materials, cheaper, I just send it back to the leader that don't use that. Go to this level link. And you'll find it. That is a pastor. That is a pastor. We will achieve the, the, the best thing, spending little. This is how this building came about. Let me say this to you. When the video section were doing all their works, they report to me. They report because they are the one that is the major one. Now, I now recognize that, okay, these guys have really tried, but what they have, I need two other stages in media production to bring them to what they want. You know, their intention cannot be fulfilled with that machine they have there. It cannot be. Because that equipment we have there is to do live editing and it can give, do complete live editing. But we want to run 24 hours broadcasting, which involves another interface, okay, and then another interface, which is called Shedlet. We wanted to buy server into this building. They gave me the quotation for server for 13,000. I put it aside because I'm not using here yet. We have not moved in here yet. Now, it is me who have to decide and think, why should I buy server for the, you know, data operation when we need server for video? Okay, why can't I buy one server? It will serve the video. It will serve the data. Okay, if we're talking about that, what would be the size of such server? All right, if we get the size of the server... Okay, what about the video production, television in operation? 
we will load files in that television program, uh, you know, server. Then we will have to be, it has to be mirrored. Then we need another software that we can schedule at 2, two, two, two o'clock, play this. At 2.30, play this. At 2.45, play this. And then marry them together. Then at the other end, we can say, come on, we are launching 24 hours television service. Okay? So I have to search. Oh, wow. Last week before the anniversary, I discovered that there is the broadcasters conference, which they do annually in UK at Elscott. I called Pastor Abuaba. You are following me to Elscott. I wanted to take the King Charles too, but he was busy because we have delivery here. You follow me to Elscott. Went to Elscott. When we got to Elscott, I called my agent. Meet me there. We went there. Say, look, I know what I want. Okay? What do you do? It tells me you are not the one. The other company, this is what I want. Oh, those who manufacture this equipment said, we can tell you who you to meet. These are people who work with us in various areas to deliver various operations. Okay? This is what I want to achieve. Okay, this is a company. Good. And I want to achieve this. They said, go to that company. So I went to the first company with my agents. I said, okay, what do you have? They displayed it. I said, can it do this? Yes. Can it do this? Yes. Can it do this? Can it, yeah, can it do this? Yeah. This is what I want to achieve. Okay. Agent, buy this one for me. Let's go to the next one. We went to the next one. Can it do this? Can it do this? Can it do this? Yes. Okay. I came back after one day with full television broadcasting for cheap. Because if I buy it in convention, they won't sell it to me like you buy it on the internet. I would gather. Having bought all these things, I said, okay, in, in this, when I talk to you about budget tomorrow, you will learn a lot of things. We have a cap in our church that we must not spend beyond every month. We place that cap. Okay? So that we can breathe financially. So if we want to, ex- we, we are reaching that ceiling, what do I do? I tell my creditors, I will pay you for six months. X amount every month. Do you agree? You don't agree? Take your commodity and go. Then see me in six months' time. The seller will say, no. Okay, I will be taking it little by little. I call the, the, the treasurer. I have signed a deal. All what we will use for television, they deliver some last week. They, are delivering, they deliver some today. Before the end of this week, they deliver others. Now, instead of buying the server for data and then buying, getting consultants to come and read my church and buying another that server for television, I have procured one server. It will serve everything. Choir can put, go there. Uh, ushers can have their own or something. Everybody. And the television section, the scheduling that I need for television broadcasting, okay? And then the interface that we broadcast for 24 hours and not get spoiled. Procure everything. The next thing for me is that how will I bring that money in? I have a plan. And I will tell you. Social media markets. Social media market. We will make the money. This church will be. My plan is that in five years, 
my cathedral will owe no man a penny or mortgage. You see, and let me say this to you. All these things I'm doing could not be done if I do not have meetings with my administrators, which we do regularly. We see they one before this, this, just last week, where I have the experts in accounting, the experts in auditing, the experts in administration, the experts in, in the, in the uh, 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 direction and stuff like that. And everybody come in and then we talk. We don't talk grace in that place. I'm going to show you, I've told you that, told them that I want to show you the things, the minutes, the minutes of our last meeting. Because people just think that churches just come and be preaching and going. It's not. It's not. What you put into business to make a lot of money, you will put double of it into church to make a little progress. I all together now. If I apply to money Sainsbury's, I can turn Sainsbury's upside down within a matter of a week. If any bank in England has problem, if I have to go and be the chief executive there, I will finish everything less than a week. They will make money. They will become profit making. All from running the church. From running the church. Tomorrow I will, I will take you through that. Really, I think, uh, Pastor, Pastor Tyro, I will call you to come and read our um, uh, the the administrator's report, okay, the uh, uh, the trustee's report, a part of it. You would think that it was drafted by a lawyer, but by my administrators. The, all these things are things I've taught you. You know, raise people, trust them, and let them function. Headache gone. In church, if you're a lawyer, I use you. If you're a doctor, I use you. Whatever you are, I use you. Yes? In using you, you are getting fulfilled. Then I am learning. And one day I will confront you in your career. Ah, apostle, <laughs> I learned it from you. And when you tell me finish, I go and Google. Google. <laughs> Primary governance is the job of, you know, the governing body. Establishing and monitoring the charity's core values or the church core values. The fourth one is evaluating the performance of the, of the church towards achieving its objectives. When you do crusade, does it achieve your objective? When you go out to the streets, what have you achieved? If you are doing radio program, what has he achieved? If you are doing television program, what has he achieved? You know, the, those of you who have been in PVN, you remember I told you, it's better for a minister not to start radio program if you are not solid. Though. Because if you start radio, pro, uh, radio program or television program, when you are not very solid, you have shut the door against yourself. Because people can know who you are and they can decide that we can't go to that kind of gathering. I would mean that. So, by the time you go to put yourself in the public, you must make sure that you are solid. Because what people see on television, that is who you are, as far as they are concerned. Today, you have people in television now, when you talk to people, they say, ah, that one is a rogue. Ah, that one is a this. Ah, that one is a that. But this one, aha. Okay? You must evaluate the impact of everything you do, whether it is towards your aim. Every conference. 
Don't do conference just because you want to do conference. You must have an intention of what is my aim, what I want to achieve by doing women conference, by doing family clinic, by doing, you know, uh, uh, intercession conference, by doing uh, overcomers conference. What do you want to achieve? And every time you do it, you need to evaluate yourself that am I achieving my set goals? Now we'll talk about primary governance. What about secondary governance? Let me say that. Instead of using the word governance now, I begin to use the word legislation. Primary governance, we understand the procedure that is to set up this, set up this, set up policy, set up evaluation principles, set up this, set up this. But you can understand what the secondary will be. Secondary are the people who are the foot soldiers. So they are going to be implementing this, implementing that, implementing this, implementing that. That is the secondary. Your head of ushers, haven't you given him the rule of the church? He has to go and write how that interprets to his section. And bring it to you. For ratification. As a pastor. You talk to the head of the video section. And this is what my guy, your principal, he will now have to come and tell you. Write how that interprets into an effective day-to-day running. And if you look at the effective day-to-day running of the church, therefore, it lies in the hands of the elders, the pastors, the uh, uh, leaders or deacons, deaconesses, head of department down line. And that is the spiritual aspect. That is the secondary governance. Because the secondary governance is the one that really gets involved in day-to-day delivery and operating to make sure that the primary governance fully operates. So, the first one is governed by the board of trustees. Romans chapter 13 verse 1 to 5. The second one is governed by the board of elders or bishops or spiritual heads, pastors, and that is 1 Timothy chapter 3, 1 to 2, and Acts chapter 14, verse 23. All these things will be given to you in print. The distinction between a church organization, which is charity, or other charities that like tear fund and the rest of them is this. In a church, primary governance is the responsibility of the board of trustees. All right. While the secondary governance is the duty of the board of elders, which is the pastor, elders, and administrator, we are two caps. Second Corinthians five ten says to the elders in the church, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one of us may receive what is due to him while for, for all the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. But in other charities, it's only trustees responsible. But in church, you have the trustees, which are the governmental trustees, or legal trustees, then you have the other trustees who are the spiritual trustees, and that is headed by the, chair, the, 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 the pastor of the local church, who is the chair of that local church. Now, as it is that, in the, in the duties of the 
the trustees, the legal trustees, if you, if you mess up with the law, all right, you'll be, you'll be penalized. Same thing with spiritual trustees. Second Corinthians 5.10 tells us that we will be penalized after death. So which one is more dangerous? Is the one that they won't talk to you when you are alive. <laughs> but the moment you die, I, you say that, We shall meet by the river, the beautiful, the beautiful river. They will now come, angels, and you are very welcome home. Now let's just take you to, to the Son of God. And you come to the Lord and you say, Oh, you are very welcome. And the Father said, Let him present his job. And you carry your job and you go... Uh, I begin to sing a uh, song again about my 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 uh, reward in the end of the. It says fire from his throne, boom, and in your hand everything you ha- you have just vanished. <laughs> Angel said, "Don't worry, you have narrowly barely passed through. Come over, you belong to <laughs> Brixton, <laughs> and they give you a house in Zaleko." <laughs> But when you are passing through and fire come, boom! And suddenly what you thought was nothing became a gold. Wow, my God, I don't marry this. I said, that's what you've done. I measured your heart and I measured your performance. Say, you go and have a house in Parkland. (laughs) Parkland. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) So, we recognize, therefore, that our own duty is the most dangerous one, not the trustees. The trustees, if they misbehave on earth, they will deal with them, not give them a knock. But if we misbehave, it's after death. For this reason, for any church to be successful, you must meet regularly with all members of your Secondary governance. You must, of course, have direct feedback from your legal trustees and listen to what they tell you and do it. And then you must make sure your day-to-day activity running in church is done judiciously because it will determine your comfort in the future and it will determine your inheritance after death. Now we're going to stop here. I'm very sure that you have been mightily blessed by this discussion. God's willing, tomorrow we'll go into church structure very, very quickly. And then we'll go into conflict resolution in church. So that when you have uh, some issues in church, how do you deal with it? We will look at the Bible strictly to look at how these things are dealt with. It's very easy for a minister to succeed if you can submit completely to Jesus Christ, the chief, chief shepherd. Well, until the last time I come across your path, may the Lord cause you to bless your work.